Hello, I'm Gerard DiPralta. And I'm Kevin Peterson. And I'm Ryan Benoit. And this is Serial Podcast 9, episode episode 8. We're really running these up. We were going to stop at 6. Today's topic is how to build a cool car. Oh, shit. This topic came up in one of our last episodes. It was actually Gerard asked me how to build a cool car. And then I just kind of like shrugged it off because I don't really know the answer. So (laughs) instead of just leaving it as is, we're going to dig into it a bit and actually ask Gerard and Kevin, how do you build a cool car? Uh, Yeah. All right. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, my friend, you know? Right. Which brings (laughs) us to our first point. What is a cool car? How do we even judge what a cool car is? Is it cool to us or is it cool to the the person that builds it or is it cool to the internet? I mean, it's all things, but like when we say cool car, quick recap was, hey, how do you get your photos taken at a car event? And we said either be friends with a photographer, build a cool car or pay the money or be somebody. Those all sound like good ways to get your car photographed. Yeah. Easiest way is to make friends with a photographer. If you're not great at making friends, you should just build a cool car. But what does that actually mean? What is a cool car? Um, how do you define what a cool car is? I mean, that, that's I. it was a bit of a joke, but it is kind of all in the eye of the beholder. You know what I mean? Like, what's cool to me is not cool to you. But, I mean, I, to me, a cool car is always low. Like, the lowest car is the coolest car. Do You see those crazy drag cars that are designed to be like right on the ground and they look so sick compared to like, the same car but like, it's riding high like stock style to me that's what it is just like slam the shit out of whatever you have and it's cool <laughs> so are those cool like those those cars in japan and those cars i guess now in north america with no floors and shit like is that cool i mean t- to an extent it's cool yeah that's cool <laughs> that's definitely pretty fucking cool like yeah. if you're like driving your car that scrapes so much that the floor is worn away, that's a level of coolness. It's definitely some sort of level of coolness. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I like cars that are clean, you know, physically actually clean. And then also like don't have a bunch of stuff plastered on and, and, and you know, look well put together. Does it matter what kind of car it is? I, I would say it doesn't really matter what kind of car it is. Like I, I feel like I could appreciate cars from all genres. Like that, I, uh, one Jay-Z Ford Taurus rear-wheel drive thing, right? That's pretty I mean, That cool. thing was fucking cool. Yeah, that right, thing was cool. Right. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I can appreciate that. And, like, it's not, like, a, a huge amount of Volkswagens I can appreciate, though. But <laughs> What if they're I mean, low on the ground and clean? I mean, they are all low on the ground. But, like, and, <laughs> and they are all clean. And, yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is, I don't, I don't know. I just, it doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. And that's the eye of the beholder type thing right there where it's right, just like right. i can't tell you exactly why none of them do anything for you man because they're not rear wheel drive <laughs> a, so yeah okay well a they're all front wheel drive so i mean that's like loses yeah. the point of coolness right there and then b they've only recently figured out how to put camber on the front and it's like i don't give a fuck how much camber you have on the back if you have none on the on the front so it's like figure it out guys it's 2021 you know what I mean? but now there are a lot of pretty cool v-dubs like especially like some of those bugs there's like uh some bugs and like Latvia and and like Poland that are like stanced out on Meister L ones really cool. Yeah. So I want to recap this for you because I've found after doing eight episodes with you guys that sometimes if I reiterate what you're saying, you hear it back and then you're like, oh wait, there's some <laughs> holes in what I've just described. Yeah. So super low, wearing a hole through the bottom of the car is cool as long as the car is clean. 
So minus the holes in the bottom of the car. <laughs> so many people will come up with their vision of what's cool and present it. Something that you would never in a million years be like, that's a good idea, can look really cool. And then like I could try to explain it to you right now and it's going to sound like garbage, but it's as a total package. Like, you know, like there's those cars in Japan where it's like, I don't know what the style is, but like they've literally done everything they possibly can do to the car. It's painted so many times, so many colors. Like there's a like the taillight is attack. Like there's a, you know, a pachinko machine, like uh, and all, you know what I mean? And then they cut the roof off. Those cars aren't, aren't functional, but like, they're just so cool. It's just, yeah. Like those cars don't do it for me, honestly. No, you don't, you don't feel those? I mean, I can get down with some of them, but yeah, once you, once you put a tachometer in your taillight in a pachinko machine, you're just like, you're just, I don't even know. Like, what is that thing? You know what I mean? But I mean, I don't know. You like, you think those Carolina squat trucks are cool. So yeah, like, they're fucking tight. <laughs> how is that cool? That's the stupidest shit in the world, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's got 26 by, by 16s. That's cool as fuck. Literally the biggest wheels ever. Like, it's kind of sick. I mean, all I right. Guess. Okay, so Gerard, <laughs> what makes a car cool for you? All right, so for me, what makes a car cool is kind of like, I like to see a total package, right? So if I can see that the owner had a vision uh, and maybe it's kind of unique. Obviously, something unique is usually a little bit more interesting and executed that vision to a level that's like pretty complete. You know what I mean? Like if it's not just a mishmash of stuff, like, you can, you know, it's kind of that saying, like you can't buy style, like you can buy every cool part in the book, but you, if you can't put it together properly, it's still going to look like garbage, right? So like you could take not a lot of stuff, put it together in a certain way and it, and it's somehow just super dope. Like it could be the ride height, the choice of wheels, um, the fender work or lack of, or like the fitment of said wheels. It, it's a pretty, pretty basic one, but like somehow R30 two or R33 wheels, like somehow look good on, on like almost every car. So like I've seen, you know, like, like a Nissan Primera, like an old one with like R33 wheels, like that's pretty cool, you know, and it has like a, like a VVL SR, you know, that's like pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like, yes, personally don't really like cars that are super, super over the top. It's just a total package. I do prefer when the cars are somewhat functional. Like I do like cars that are like crazy low and stuff. If there's that fine line where like you can actually drive the car and it sort of works compared to the guy's car that like doesn't work and is the same height, then I think the car that does work at that height is cooler. So, yeah. So there's obviously a Venn diagram that overlaps with all of what we think is yeah. a cool car. Otherwise, I don't think we would be friends. Uh, <laughs> or we wouldn't be doing a podcast. I wouldn't take photos of your car and you probably wouldn't let me take photos of your car. So this relationship wouldn't work. You can't work. really there, control who takes event. photos of your car, buddy. You could not share them and then they would be sad <laughs> and then they wouldn't do it anymore. You'd really hurt their <laughs> ego. You got to play the long, the long <laughs> passive aggressive game to get yeah. someone. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's obviously that. And, and I kind of think Gerard touched on it and it is true. It's like, there's a whole total package that comes together when you see something it's, you know, it's, and ties into what Kevin said. Uh, it's in the eye of the beholder, but it's the same thing. Like, why do we consider Van Gogh a great painter compared to like my four-year-old daughter? Why are those differences? And there's, you know, obvious you can talk about technique and all this stuff, but there's an aesthetic and it appeals to everyone. I guess maybe it's a little bit like art. I, I would actually argue anyone who's listening to this probably has a sense of what we think a cool car is. I would right. say almost not though. It's like, I have like a very finite narrow vision of cars that i build you know what i mean compared to the cars that i like you know i think all these like 
different genres of cars are cool like low riders and like i don't know like the one genre of cars i don't really think is cool is like gassers i've never appreciated gassers are dope man no, like that's the dope. thing it's like that doesn't do anything for me but like you like you know? donks but you don't like carolina squad trucks or gassers what yeah that's fun <laughs> <laughs> gassers are sick dude uh, i mean it's people, like people here's the thing though kevin people <laughs> yeah uh probably relate to you on your level of execution so it's not so much like oh man this guy has so many things that he's into it's what you're presenting them with it's the level of execution of what you're doing and how you do it that's yeah. what people are identifying with people aren't necessarily following kevin to hear how he feels about gassers they want to like know how he feels about and builds toyotas as okay, well, company maybe. that primarily focuses on Toyota. Yeah, I'm just trying to say true. though, like I'm just trying to say, you know, like I, I I have a pretty narrow focus on the cars that I've been building in pretty much always compared to to what I appreciate and think is cool. I've definitely built a pretty like I never built a I would, an okay. interesting plethora of cars. I mean, I built like that MPV, which was kind of sick. Yeah, that was and pretty then, chill. And then. uh yeah, I guess like I've definitely built like the the X7 wagon was kind of interesting. Are they all Japanese cars, you guys? Uh, I know I I had a Cortina and a Pinto back in the day. Right. I was a British Ford and then a German Ford guy, and then an American Ford guy. So yeah. All right. Yeah, I also I also had two Fords before I had my first Corolla, but then once I had my Corolla, I don't think I like modified any car that's not a toyota yeah uh, let's just say the proof is in the pudding type thing like you guys <laughs> you're building mostly import japanese yeah. cars as yeah, long as I, I know i've known you and that's the thing yeah. is i toyed with buying like an american like truck and stuff too like i don't i don't think they're like, i don't have anything against them obviously like like I, like kevin says like i like those cat eye chevys squatted on like 26 or 24th or whatever but like i was like ah maybe i'm not gonna build that because you know you probably couldn't drive it here anyways and then i need to tow my car with it so it's like well <laughs> can it tow i guess maybe i don't know all right so, yeah i just bought a japanese truck perfect so we have a rough idea of what uh of what a cool car is it's low it's put together properly uh how do you guys feel about name brand parts is that important um yes 100 percent. don't buy knockoff serial nine parts <laughs> um no um yeah no i mean that's a that's a sticky subject man <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> you don't know you a don't sticky know sticky subject I, I, okay so I mean, for me you've already put your foot in it and like you've you've already dipped your whole foot into the pond so just yeah. well, say well, I mean, what you want to say finish it off uh yeah. no i mean like yeah obviously i want people to purchase our products not other people's products but it's there are not like fake serial nine products you know there's, there's i think just, he just means name brand generally yeah like so you mean like, like, like Rota, but that that's the only thing i can think of where there's that actual or i guess there's like tile versus ebay yeah there's ebay parts there's ebay manifolds there's uh knockoff like arrow uh there's tons of knockoff. there's yeah there's everything so is that important when you're building a car like how important is like if you want to build a cool car how important is it to follow those guidelines of like, I need to buy from the catalog, you know, like have the actual part. Is there wiggle room in that? I, I think it depends formula? on who you're talking to. Like if you're, they're if talking you're to you, Kevin. Yeah. So if We're I'm talking, talking to, to Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> just say, say it, I'll say it. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, why don't you go first then? Like, yeah, I feel like this is really like, okay. So 
to me, it depends on the level of car you're building. Um, like if you're, I don't know, like you're some like fairly experienced dude and you're building like a cool car, but it's not like your, your pride and joy car. I feel like you can cut corners and I feel like you can accomplish, uh, like I said, an, a good overall package and it doesn't have to have name brand parts. Like, you know, as far as wheels and stuff go, people are such sticklers on like name brand this and name brand that. I mean, like, I don't really like cheap wheels, but like Rota makes a lot of OEM wheels. So like Rota isn't like the biggest garbage. And I mean, like tons of people run Cosmos and all of a sudden Cosmos is cool because like is it? they sponsor people. I, I don't know. I don't really like them either, but like a lot of people think they're cool or somehow that's okay. They're not knockoffs because they're not copying anyone, but they're not exactly like a Japanese wheel. But, you know, in the same respect, like is uh, like a work emotion, like the best wheel in the world? No, it's a, it's a fucking How heavy. dare you? It's a, it's a heavy <laughs> cast, you know, yes, aluminum how wheel. How dare you? You know what I mean? So like if you can build a cool car on some interesting wheels with an interesting body kit and like put it together in a cohesive manner that like somehow looks better than, a car with name brand parts, fuck yeah, do it. Like if that's what yeah. you can afford, you like that's I mean? that whole like money can't buy style thing. It's yeah. like you could have like the name brand works in a oh, terrible yeah. size, oh, yeah. and all of the parts are like totally legit. It's just not a good package. And then you have the kid who has all the style and no money with like the absolute slam car with the ESRs and like, it yeah. just looks so much better, but like, you know, it, yeah, it doesn't I, I, have the same shit, you know? I mean, for me personally, like I don't like wheels that like replicate other wheels. Cause it's like, you're, you're blatantly copying. It's can't afford a BBS LM, you know, maybe don't buy a copy BBS LM, just buy another completely different wheel that has a cool look that maybe isn't a blatant copy of another wheel. Right. So like, there's a, like uh, what are those wheels from like, is it called like PP racing or something? It's the parent company of Cosmos. But anyways, yeah, they have a whole bunch of like kind of cool truck wheels. And I mean, even Cosmos themselves, like a lot of the styles aren't copies. So like, that's probably why people sort of like are more accepting of them. So like, if you can have a cool wheel company, doesn't have to be like a three piece forged blah, blah, blah wheel. It just doesn't have to be a blatant copy of an already existing popular nicer wheel. Uh, um, if you ever thought we were going to get sponsorship from rare spec wheels, we just lost it. <laughs> Alex is listening to this and just is losing his mind right rolling now. Rolling in his grave. Yeah, he's rolling like, in his grave, but he's not even he's dead. Like fucking abort, abort. Fuck. I, I mean, I got TSWs on my car and my truck. Like, so fucking what? Like, I'm not spending $2,000 for winter wheels. Like, I spent, you know, 400 bucks. They're brand new. They're, they're round. They're, like, staggered. Like, fuck it. They work, right? So, like, but... But yes. in the same respects, I can respect, and obviously I have like really nice, rare, expensive, three piece, blah, blah, blah wheels. I feel like this is the time you have really rare spec wheels. This is the time <laughs> to do the plug. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing. The car that you're most known for is the one that has the coolest wheels on it, that has the coolest parts on it. I mean, yeah. that's because that's my pride and joy car, of course. I mean, so, but that's the thing we're saying like, the original question of what we started with, with is like, how do you build a cool car? How do you get noticed? And here's the thing. I respect your guys' opinion immensely, but like I am the other way on wheels. I think they need to be like name brand wheels. I do think there's parts that you can like be a little bit more loosey goosey with, but wheels are, I don't know, man. They're like shoes, you know, it's like, I feel Showing like the, maybe like the whole wheel thing also is a little bit different when you're like a drift dude and you need to have 
like yeah. 16, 18 wheels or yeah. whatever it is. You know what I mean? Sometimes you, you just need, sometimes you just need on... to have like a set of cheap wheels, you know? <laughs> but don't you guys, all the wheels you drift on are name brand wheels, aren't they? Correct. Yes. <laughs> Not yours aren't, or are they, Kevin? Or they are. I thought that. Yeah, they are. Like you guys. Oh, no, Kevin. Kevin's aren't. <laughs> no, Kevin's are not. No. I have CR lies. How dare you! But they are better fitting and nicer finish than my genuine CR Kai's. So like. Yes, and so what, what... to to replicate that wheel, so let's let's yeah, that's a perfect example. To replicate that wheel, you'd have to buy a CR Kai, strip it, paint it machine the face just so that you could say oh i have a genuine cr kai with the machine face and silver finish doesn't exist that's what i want you to do that's what i'm looking okay for. another okay so you did you want my my uh rso5 rrs i wanted to replicate my sparkles which have a machine face so i bought brand new rso5 rrs in silver and then machined the face it was like an additional 650 dollars on top of the who knows how much for the rso5 rrs and like yeah they were cool yeah. and unique and like, I think that's super cool, but like, it's really expensive. And was it worth it? I'm going to probably say no, man. Yeah. Like how, how many, how many people in the entire world noticed that they were machine face yeah. versus some other, yeah, you know, exactly. But those are how the many? dudes, the dudes that notice that are the ones that Gerard <laughs> actually wants to talk to about. Exactly. Car. Yeah. It, totally. hundred percent. So, yeah, here's the thing. You guys, you can't put a price on cool. So I'm sorry. I'm not. But you have no, to. No, but that's, it's a long process. If you want to have genuine, all you know, full, awesome, like good quality, genuine coilovers, good quality, genuine suspension pieces, good quality, genuine wheels. Like, okay, now are you going to modify like the body, the motor, like good quality parts on the interior? Like, you, you know, like this is a, a lot of money and a long build. Like, if you're doing everything properly and then and, you go and, and that's, throw it at a wall a, or throw it at your friend's car it's like okay yeah sweet like well I mean, maybe not maybe you're building a vip car or a... no i know i'm just saying like but then yeah maybe that's actually what makes it cool is like if it was a formula it's like time over effort divided by execution equals cool like i don't know because that's the thing i've always been strongly into the if you're gonna do that like do it properly the first time so yeah save up your money and buy that. Uh, no, I, I think that's like definitely a more experienced car guy point of view. Like the guy in the beginning is probably going to buy the cheaper shit. And, you know, like the more you go through life, you're going to realize that like there's a reason that the more expensive stuff is more expensive, you know? Like, here's an example. This is just a quick, quick one. Uh, Jordan Hall of Hot Boys puts an SR20 in his Miata. There's not a ton of SR20 powered Miatas that I know of in the world. I'm sure there are some. Uh, Nobody gave a shit about that car until he put work wheels on it. And as soon as he put work wheels on it, people were like way more into that car. Yeah, because it, it completed was... the package. It, 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 there is going to be some sort of compromise. And I mean, I don't want to come off as some fucking douchebag that like, oh, you can only have Blitz 03s and like, like get the fuck <laughs> out of here, man. Like a wheel's a wheel. Is it round? Does it hold a tire? Can it fucking go down the, the road? Yeah, like you know be real man like, at the same point like Gerard, there's no way in hell Gerard would and ever come close to drifting on stock wheels or <laughs> anything close to not fitting the fender well or you know like yeah you, you, yeah Gerard and I are talking about this and then yeah Gerard's drift spares are like Sparkos and like and those are like the back sides. those are like the backup drift spares yeah, yeah like Gerard has eight veil sides so it's like it's yeah, preaching yeah, one really. thing, but living in the other. But like, yeah. no, yeah, but, know, okay, not but everyone that, can live that life, you know? Well, that's only on that particular car. But like, I mean, we have 
two or three other cars. I'm not buying genuine wheels for five different cars. I mean, I'm not that rich and I I'd rather have, you know, a truck than works on my other car. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it allows so, you to do other things. I mean, if you're balling out of control, by all means, buy all the fucking wheels you want, but like not, but everybody is right. So which cars don't have name brand wheels on it? I just want to know. So I never take photos of them. Yeah. yeah. The winter stage. Yeah. Gerard's Gerard's truck. In my truck. Both have um, SWs. My Aristo that looks exactly like your Aristo. How yeah, exactly. You? It does not look exactly like my car. Your wheels are white. My wheels are silver. My yeah, wheels are I, machine face. I think the CR guys, the CRLIs look pretty good. <laughs> uh, aren't, aren't yours 18s? Yes. Yeah. I have 19s. You have 19s. Yeah, he yeah. has 19s. Which is oh, okay. Which, which by the way, didn't know. Is a didn't really know. cool. See, see, that's that's a small point. For example that like makes your car special because you have CR Kai's, but they're 19 inch CR Kai's. So like mm-hmm. instantly that's, that's like a level up in the CR Kai world. So like, well, also you can't, I don't think you could get CR lies in 19. You can't, no, you can't see that's a also, everything else would look stupid on my car because of the arrow. Anyway, it's not, this isn't about me. Hey, we're just talking. It about is. We're talking about cool cars. cars in my veil side cool. hood. No. Yeah, you have a veil side hood. You have oh. a cool arrow, which I don't yeah. know. You know what the fuck it is, but it looks sick. Uh, it's a walled front, and then I don't. I think the back is also a walled, and maybe yeah. I think it might all be walled, but I'm not entirely sure. So, can I ask you a question? Yes. If you were like, oh, I don't know what arrow it is. It's uh, some Japanese knockoff of some other arrow, or some unknown Japanese kind of no name, shitty name arrow. Would that make you care less about how cool your car looks with that arrow? Here's the thing. You didn't ask me which parts I cared about and which parts I didn't care about. Arrow, I think as long as it fits properly and like goes like, uh, you know, like accentuates the car and it's not like janky and it fits with the whole package. I'm not upset about people who like run knockoff arrow because that's a thing that gets smashed up. It gets broken. Uh, as long as you put the work in to make it look good, then I'm not mad about it. You can have, there's a, there are a lot of genuine brand X kits that don't really look that great. Yeah. Like even the or vertex ridge wide great. body. Like I don't, I got nothing for that. You know, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. There's, if you go with the full veil side kit for my car, I'm not crazy about that <laughs> kit. Like it's like, it's quite a bit going on there, but that's the thing. It's like, I do, I will, I will excuse fiberglass parts. I don't necessarily excuse like engine parts i won't excuse parts that require like proper engineering to make right does that make sense in the past you know i have successfully run uh, like a ebay exhaust manifold 100 percent with uh like a, a cummins turbo you know yeah, and like that was a successful setup and it like ripped way more than the setup i had before and it seemed to last pretty good and like like is that what i would do now like there's no there's like no hope in hell is that's what i would do now but maybe if i was trying to build a super low budget car like that would be an acceptable thing but yeah like on my car that i care about i want to have like you know a name brand manifold and a proper turbo and and proper good parts but like the- the part that always scared me about that was, um, so you guys know people that weld, you have access to that and you can do that and you work on cars. So if you get a part and it doesn't fit 100%, you guys have the ability to make it work. Uh, yeah. I come from a place like 
I come from Regina, Saskatchewan. When I started out, there wasn't a ton of speed shops. There weren't people that would do like fabrication work that would fix things. So if you showed up with a part that didn't work and you weren't installing it yourself, or even if you were installing it yourself and you're like, oh, it's like, oh, the bend isn't right. Or there's a hole or blah, blah, blah. I don't yeah. know how to weld. Now I got to go pay someone to fix it. I got to go pay. So it's like, cool. I maybe bought this part for way cheaper, but by the time yeah. I get it to work properly where I am, I would have been just as far ahead if I would have bought the name brand part. Yeah. So I mean, it's gone with that. Totally. It's like those, you know, eBay exhaust manifolds. I've had to take one to a machine shop and get them to like deck it because the, the flange is so, so warped and skewed. You're like, it's, this would never seal, you know, but like, uh, yeah. And it is, you know, that's what it is. It's, you're always kind of taking a gamble, uh, you know, I feel with those things. And it's like, if, you know, if you have the mechanical ability to, to work past them or know how they're supposed to work, then, then you can deal with it. Maybe to recap, when you build the car that you care about, the coolest car that you have, yeah, you guys are, for the most part, uh, investing the money in, into that car. Yes, Is that... yes. yes. It's, yeah. Ideally, it's the best thing I can afford of every particular piece that I've touched. I like would on say the so. the most proper iterations of each of your cars, you have like custom built wheels, right? Yes. Yep. Or custom ordered, yeah. When building a cool car to get noticed or whatever, how do you build a cool car? The coolest version of your guys' shit are built properly with proper parts. Yes. Yeah. I want, I want to say we're not. With, okay. But with an asterisk, with the whole money can't buy style, yes. you could yes. buy all the most genuine parts in the world and put together, put them together in a shitty manner. That's fine. We'll yes. get, Gerard, say your thing, and then we'll move on to the next. Okay. One. I want to say, ultimately, the level is going to be overall higher with higher quality parts. Like, if you're building two cars exactly the same, if you're using genuine parts, that level of car is going to be ultimately higher, but you can build an almost that car with lesser parts. So, I mean, really depending on whatever budget you have or what the intention is for the car, I guarantee you, I could make a car look super sick that you want to take a picture of, but it doesn't have genuine parts or like challenge expensive. accepted. <laughs> you know what I mean? But what <laughs> yeah, I'm but saying is, yeah, you've like, already checked the other box of make friends with the photographer. So how <laughs> we like need that's not what, even a what, proper what we'll scientific is, method. No, what we'll do is we'll just have Gerard come out in like a whole like camouflage outfit and you don't know that it's him. And he'll, you'll just be like, man, that car's sick. And you'll be taking photos of it. And then you'll be like, who can I send these photos to? And it'll be like, Gerard. <laughs> Who's that old guy always smiling? <laughs> <laughs> you you want to know what's funny though? You want to know what's funny though? I bought that seat time car and I'm like, okay, whatever. It's going to be the cheapest thing ever. And all I'm thinking about doing is putting the sparkos on it. Cause I'm like, yes, I can finally put the sparkos on something, but like, uh -huh. Why not? And I need, I need some front wheels, but I'm like, okay, just get some anything front wheels. But then I'm like, I'm not going to put anything front wheels on it. If I have sparkos on the back, like I got to have <laughs> at least something similar on the front. And so anyways, yeah. Like you asked me the question, would you run cheap wheels? And it's like, am I buying ESRs for the front of the seat time car? Like, no. I'd rather just not. <laughs> I'd rather I have love, like stock wheels. I love the one thing that I've like found with this is the longer we talk about something, you guys have a very like proper answer for a thing, but over time it degrades and it goes degrades, like this. Yeah. And then the pendulum swings in the complete <laughs> opposite direction. So like at the beginning of the episode, it's one thing. And then like you just blow right by that point and then you're in the other camp. And I, it's hilarious to me. I was going to say one thing that Jordan and I kind of agreed on when we first met was that like a car slammed on the stock wheels was still cooler than a car like not lowered on aftermarket wheels. Yes. It always or, looked better, you know? Or you have yeah. some aftermarket wheels that, like, fit 
poorly. It's like I'd rather just have a completely stock car slammed than like a car slammed on like really shitty like you know 17 by 7 cr guys it's like good job buddy exactly yeah Yeah, look there's nothing sadder than like the person that has all the right ingredients just slightly off right it's like oh like your wheels you didn't actually pick the right fitting wheel like you know like they're way sunken you know the fitment's just like kind of garbage right The, the person who didn't do the research but like knew enough of like the key buzzwords of how to build like it's like buzzword building it's like there's that stage where you kind of do the most fully stupid things yeah you do the most because like you're not thinking tastefully you're just thinking like outrageously kevin you said with your corolla dudes would be like hating on it and you would be just fucking jazzed on it right like because <laughs> it was kind of the yeah. most and there is that point where you do the most and then because you want some type of reaction from people. And then I think over time, you're like, oh, no, maybe I should like dial that in. And I've had cars that I've built where then I've been like, actually, you know what? I don't really like this car anymore. This is not what I wanted. And I look back now and I'm like, why did I do that? If I did it, if I could do it all over again, I would do it differently. On theme with that. And so if somebody shows up and they actually don't have a sense of what a cool car is, where do they even begin to understand? Like, so imagine you didn't know anything about cars and you're getting into cars and you're starting carte blanche and you have to educate yourself. <laughs> How do you start that process? Okay, first of all, you get a you get a membership to two magazines or a subscription to <laughs> magazines, Dory 10 and VIP style. <laughs> and then you get that for 10 years. And you study those styles and like you, you, you get some sort of like semblance of like merging the two styles and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you come up with something that's kind of your own and put it together and build a couple cars. So you, you basically like download every drift video off the internet you possibly can find. And then when YouTube comes out, you just scour that. And then when Facebook comes out, you friend every single Japanese dude who has a yeah. crazy car that's the same as yours. <laughs> But so crazier, can, but cr- way crazier, like way crazier than you could ever imagine. Like anything you want to do, they've already done it a thousand million times better than you could ever imagine. So then you friend all of them so that you can like hopefully try to steal like the tiniest little like drip drop or nugget of information about how to make your yeah. car that cool. So the common thread here is Japan. So just pay as much attention to what's going on in Japan, right? Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you like monster trucks or something. So, like, yeah, that's, probably not gonna like, help that's you. why I started maybe you this like podcast. <laughs> maybe you like car- trucks from Carolina that, that are lifted in the front and slammed in the back. You know, I guess yeah. I'm asking is like, how do you get even begin to get a vision if you don't know anything? And I, I mean, you did. I couldn't tell that. you, man. If you don't know anything, I mean, I think I think, yeah, I think I was going to say, like, I think if you don't really, <laughs> if you're not really into cars, then you're not going to have any sort of vision. And if you have a vision of something that you think you could make cool, then you're kind of already into cars. Yeah, like how did how did my five-year-old son think lowriders were cool? Like he just saw it and he's like, man, that thing's sick. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what it is about it that I like, but it's like, that thing looks different and cool. Then honestly, like anytime Gerard asks me like what I like, that's how I feel. I'm like, I don't know what I like about it, but I can either tell you very much so whether I like it or I don't like it. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. even like, even like some stuff like wheels, for example, like he'll be like, oh, the wheels on that, like, audi look cool and i'm i look over and i'm like fuck yeah they do they're like you know multi-spoke concave and i'm like i don't know what he sees in that wheel but like yeah it's a cool wheel compared to like you know the peasant model audi it's like it's like an rs5 
five or whatever it may be, but like somehow I guess you got to have some semblance of car knowledge to be into cars, to know a little bit of what you like, and then right. just seek out more of what that is. Time out. I just want to go back to one point from parent to parent. Uh, at what age is it cool for me to say fuck yeah to my daughter? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't really swear. Like I. Well, you just to... said he pointed at wheels, and you're like, fuck yeah, they. Are. Well, I mean, in my head, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, that's like, yeah. That's all cool. right, all right. Let's uh, start I, a parenting I, blog with Gerard, where he teaches me how to be a, a dad. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, okay. That you are right. Like you have to have some inkling. You have to be drawn to it. I often think about when I was a like a twelve or thirteen year old. I was just going to talk about that when I was a kid. Go on. And I was just going to say, like, to me, I could not understand how could you own, ever want to own a car and not modify it. Like I was just like right? all of my friends. I was like, we're all going to buy cars thing. and we're all going to modify them. They're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like they're all going to be Japanese cars. And they're like, no, they're not. Like, that's not what I'm into. And as a kid, I was like, how am I the only one that's right about this? And then I was like, it took me a long time to be like, oh man, no, I'm, I'm not, this, this isn't for everyone. And I get it, but it's not for everyone. So I, I agree I, with I that. don't know. To me, I remember, you know, like it, you're at like elementary school or high school or like, and some crazy car rolls by and you just, completely stop paying attention to whatever you're doing or whatever sport you're playing so you can like watch this cool car or like you're on the street and you see like some super modified car and you're just like i don't even know what that is but that shit is so sick and then yeah if they like drove it sick that was like the next level of cool too you know like it's one thing to see a sick car and then they're literally just like putt putting down the road and it, you're just like, okay, yeah, that's kind of cool. But like when you see a sick car and then they do like a hard launch or like, yeah, a burn, like, dude, like anything, like anything, <laughs> even like, even like driving it super high up into first gear yeah, and like yeah, letting yeah. it rewind out or like any sort of move where like you can tell the person cares. Yeah. It's, it's just so sick. And like, I feel that like that used to drive me wild as a kid. So like, you know, when I drive by a schoolyard, I try and like yeah. do a move or, you know what sure, I mean? Like, sure. It's a 40 zone. Like I was just trying to do. So you, then you, you got to be in first gear. You hundred yeah, percent. You might as well just every exactly. school zone. You have to be roll in first it. Gear. Yeah. The kids are running into the fence and they're all like on the fence looking at your car and shit. It's just like, yeah. man, hopefully you're inspiring the next generation and little, yeah, yeah. little car kids. And then you, you know? just throw serial nine stickers at stickers them. Out the window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, this is so... a write off, write off. <laughs> right <laughs> okay so when i was a kid i don't know how old i was but i was pretty young so we lived in this like literally but fuck nowhere town but we would spend summers in winnipeg <laughs> our house that we would rent for the two months of summer was right beside a body shop and this was in the 80s the smell of bondo permeated the whole house every day and i would sit on the steps and like look over the fence and like this was the era of like you know big engines sticking out of hoods and like jacked up rears and crazy candy paint jobs and stuff and like I would literally sit out there all day and just look at these cars and like, I guess they had like bigger wheels and like candy paint and like huge engines. And like, they were just so different from normal cars and you know, they were loud and they were like really cool. And I remember thinking, man, like, like, I really like this shit. This is, this is what I'm into, you know? And then that progressed into what the hell I'm into now. Uh, you got to know at a young age or some sort of, yeah, you know? yeah, that's fair. I, so two things, one thing that I've been meaning to tell you for a while, Gerard is, 
one of the your strongest skill sets on this podcast is your ability to make lists when you do lists it's just the best like there's not a podcast that doesn't go by where you make a list and it's always the same like cadence and it's just it's amazing uh and anyway so to agree with your point i was like 12 or 13 my brother is i think like six years older than me or six and a half whatever uh he was into import cars and he befriended the one like the guys that worked at the one speed shop in regina and he would have a barbecue and there would be like just a row of like done up hondas and mazdas and shit like that in front of my house never like 240s or anything because that wasn't the thing in the 90s and i just remember it's still like a new a new car yeah it was still a new car uh, but it was like that at that point, it was just like, wow, like looking at all these cars and, you know, it seems dumb now to say, and I would never tell anyone to do this, but it was like one of the dudes drove a GSR and he owned the shop and he was like the first guy in Regina to like put 17s on a, on a Honda, right? Like on an Acura. So it was, like was a, a big deal wild, back then, man. Yeah, it was a wild thing to watch and see. And from that point on, that's kind of when I was like, oh man, I'm going to be all about this forever is how long i've been about it uh yeah and but i couldn't make that gap i whenever i saw it and someone else saw it i was like you're gonna fall in love with this just as much as i did and then they really didn't and i was always very confused about it but here's I the think, thing i think what your problem is ryan i'll tell you right now oh god <laughs> hurt feelings you're trying you're trying to make people fall in love with it you just got to go find the people that already fell in love with it and befriend that. I mean, so just so you're clear. Yeah. I, I know I know that's obviously what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I said goodbye to a lot of people in my life because they weren't into cars. <laughs> there was just a full period where it was like, uh, you're, cut. you're into you're cars, cut. you're into cars, you're into cars. You don't like cars? Yeah. <laughs> Out you go. Uh, and that, yeah, there's been a very like prominent theme through my life of like, <laughs> cars? Good, let's go. Do you think that's like a, a self-enabling thing? Like we all just hang out with each other and like only talk to each other because like, you know, like when uh, I talk to Eric, I'm just like, yo, I bought another car. And he's like, yeah, like, congratulations. Me too. It's not like, um, he's not like, yo, man, like you got a real problem. Like uh, we should talk about this, you know? No, but is it a problem? No, I got, a problem? No, I got the same problem. problem. No, no. Here's the thing. I, uh, <laughs> and to be fair, like some of my closest friends from high school don't like cars and where I'm still friends with them, but I remember even like going into university, I would be building cars and be into them. Like I was just starting to get into forums around that point and like starting to build my own relationships in the car scene. But like my regular friends, and I say that very, you know, like the regular dudes, they all liked football and hockey and they gambled <laughs> on it. And it's like, I remember having like, I was like, if I wanted to hang out on a Sunday, I had to go watch football. And oh, I have, fuck, tell me about it, man. It's the worst. Yeah. And I had no inkling to watch it, but it's like, I'm a social guy. I wanted to be around people and I never really got it. I was like, wow, this is really weird. And then I met like the guys that I really like hit it off with, like the Dota, the guys that helped start Dota Logic and that scene. And I remember being like, oh man, this is what it's like. Like they sit around and talk about football and then it's like, I get to sit around yeah. and talk about cars, which is yeah. why as much <laughs> of a chore as this podcast can be, I love doing it every Wednesday because we talk about cars and like, that's my shit that like, I get to be like, oh man, <laughs> someone gets what I'm into. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. For sure. 
just to recap, if you <laughs> don't have a vision for how to build a car or where you think you're going to draw inspiration from, you have no business being there in the first place to answer that question. Or you won't even be there in the first place. Like, I guess there isn't a lot of people that show up and be like, I guess I'll give this a try. It's like, I think if you're going to spend thousands of dollars think- on a car, you've got to be fully about that life to, to do that. At least at that time of your life, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I think but we've like, all had probably friends who have come to us and been like, "Hey, man, like, uh, I kind of want to like put some wheels on my car. Or I, I wouldn't mind lowering my car. Like, obviously, you could help me with that or whatever, yeah, you know." And you're like, sure. "All right, well, like, you kind of don't really know what you're getting into. Like, you're gonna put these, you know, like this is that whole quintessential thing of like, all right, you're, you know, you're gonna spend, I don't know how much you're gonna spend, nine hundred bucks on getting some wheels that like." fit worse than your current wheels or or what you know and yeah yeah. it's not you're not going to look better you're not going to get more return on your investment you're are you going to get are you going to like walk away from your car in the parking lot turn around and be like fuck yeah like that stock car with those just those wheels look so sick you know like because it's like really like to get the wheels you gotta get the tires and then you gotta stretch you gotta get the fenders done then you got to get the yeah. coilovers to like make it low. And then it's yeah, like, yeah. that's like the Ma- minimum, you know? Well, maybe yeah. you need a toe arm now, you know? Yeah. Like that's the definitely got to get an alignment. Like, but I mean, that's that person it. is not going to appreciate a lowered car either. No. You think they're going to like appreciate the potholes and the speed bumps and the like, oh, now I can't even go to that location. Depending yeah. on how, oh, depending oh, on I how good park your suspension on this- is. Oh man, now I gotta raise it to drive it in the winter, like in Saskatchewan. It was like, so I shouldn't even drive it like this in the winter. It's like, no, you shouldn't do that. No, man, you should be definitely buying another car. Yeah, 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 exactly. Didn't we talk about this in the beginning? What do you think? I'm doing all this shit for fun? Like, yeah, I drive a shitty car in the winter just because it makes me feel good. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's the tricky thing. Okay, so people have an inkling, they'll know what they're doing. And then I guess they just go down a rabbit hole and they research the hell of a, out of it. I think to your guys' point, that is it. It's like you said, you draw inspiration, but then how do you know if you're drawing too much inspiration? Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. It's like, it's one thing to look at stuff and emulate it. And I mean, like, obviously you're going to come up with something that's pretty half decent and a lot of people are going to like it, but is it unique? Is it refreshing? Is it inspiring to certain, like to the, you know, the upper echelon of car guys, probably not. I guess when you ask me what I think a really cool car is, it's the cars that are at that level that have been beyond the like generic inspiration cars, like somebody that can really sort of like create something special. All right. So we've established somewhat loosely uh, what makes the car cool uh, and then how to find inspiration for a cool car do the research now let's actually like dive in and be like what's cool what isn't so things versus other things so uh wide body versus no wide body uh i was gonna it depends on the car i mean i don't know like right now like there aren't a ton or any that i really know of wide body 171 crowns um are you sure about that there's a there's a lot of really like well, full yeah, out wide like, body, like the cars in Japan. There's Yakara. There's the. Uh... I, to me, those are just still like a bubble flare. It's not like a. It's not a wide body. It's not like okay. What are, what do you define as a wide body then? Like the breed where it's like a full or like mostly covering quarter panel that is is a wide body. That's just like a uh, okay. a fender flare. That's just a fender flare to me. 
Okay, well, my definition of wide body is wider than stock body, so. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, I I, I, I guess that does make sense for wide that body. That means your Altezza is a wide body. I mean, it See, is. See, that's the thing. I, I, Yeah, I mean, it has all the work required for a wide body, like cutting and welding the fender and sealing it and trim, doing all that. So, I, yeah, I mean, I guess it is a wide body. Um, I really kind of want to build the crown stock body, but I don't, it feels limiting on the amount of wheel and tire and alignment settings I can get. I, I got to say true. wide body, man, wide body. <laughs> wide body is cooler than stock wide, body? I don't know. I, I love stock body because I think you can take to me like stock body is like you can take that and make the, such a sick car with stock body, like e way sicker than all these people making cars with a wide body. Yeah, absolutely. that same person that could make that absolutely completely sick stock body car could probably also take the wide body and make it look absolutely fucking sick. Gerard, wide body, stock body. Okay, so. I'm going to say it really depends. I mean, it's two totally different styles. I mean, obviously, I, I have wide-bodied cars. I've always had cars that were wide-body, um, mainly just because, obviously, if you're trying to get wheels with deep lip, there's no real way around it. Um, but with that mm -hmm. said, like on Kevin, like exactly what Kevin said, you can get a stock-bodied car with fitment, like that's tucking, with like really wide wheels or a bunch of camber can look absolutely insane. Is it functional, like for like maybe a drift car? Probably not. But like, as far as a street car, stock body can be super, super dope. Um, but yeah, like same thing. I hate that thing of like, oh, wide body, wide wheel, wide body, wide. Like, where does it end? You're going to get four inch flares and then six inch lips. Why don't you just get five inch flares and seven inch, you know, and then it goes on and on. And you get this car that has the wheels sticking out so bloody far and it looks so kind of stupid. Um, That's every 240Z in my world. <laughs> uh, I want to say it's every I mean, 240Z like wants to pretend it's like a Lamborghini Diablo where it's just like eight inches lip in the rear and half an inch in the front. Like, I don't know. I think a lot of the, a lot of the Z's like that are being built like lately are like pretty sick for sure. For yeah. Sure. I mean, like, they're not I cheap like... cars anymore. So you got to be no. fully. Exactly. You know, you don't you got to uh... buy that. You got to buy that serial nine shifter for your CD 009 in your fucking Z30 yeah, your Z. Now. Uh Yeah. But, <laughs> I think overall, as far as aesthetics, a, a nicely done wide body, in my opinion, uh, however subtle that may be, uh, looks better. Because I mean, yeah, you gotta, for example, you got to say cooler. The point is how to build a cool car. Cooler. So. I mean, yeah, it could look cooler. Like the breed kit, for example. Cooler is better. Yeah. Is a wide we body. We got to use the word cool. <laughs> is a wide body that's designed to look stock, right? But it is wide body. It does allow you to run super wide wheels, but it looks stock. Right. So. All right, Ryan, Gerard, stock body Porsche, RWB body Porsche. RWB. How's that? Oof, Mia. How much money in this hypothetical situation do I have? <laughs> enough it's to just... buy either. Oof. I think if I was rich enough to have an RWB Porsche, 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 I would <laughs> have an RWB Porsche. I think I, I can go either way on them though. I mean, like, look, I'm a, I fully appreciate stock body, like full metal things. Uh, but I see the value in wide body. So, I mean, I, yeah, I think if I was just loaded, I would have an RWB Porsche for the sake of it. So I could be in the cool 
group messaging chats to talk about them. <laughs> the problem with Porsches is, is the stock offset is just absolutely hideous. It's like plus 60 or something. So it's really difficult to get something sort of cool under yeah. a stock body without running a bunch of camber. But yeah, good point. With that said, I've never seen like a 964 or like any sort of like sort of narrow body Porsche with like seven degrees of camber and like kind of sick wheels. Like I've never seen that. Why I not? Mean, like Porsche, Porsches, like Porsche dudes and camber are like but why not? I mean, hey, it's 2021. People are building all sorts of stupid stuff. Like a Porsche like, on air is a like Kazushi Crossglow not done that? Mm, mm, he's definitely built some cool ones, but yeah, I don't think it's been that. The camber I mean, isn't all, a huge thing. All, there's not a, yeah, he doesn't camber. He's just all low. Yeah. I mean, there is inherent camber with that, but I don't think it's like additional excessive camber. To fit a wheel. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is always cool. Take any car, dump it, camber the biggest wheel you could possibly fit into the stock body and it's cool so at what point does that become not cool how much camber is not cool uh what would 09 do at what point one degree more than your celsius is not cool (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna probably say seven to nine degrees is my max like seven you to me like looks pretty good and like actually still drives pretty decent i actually stand by my like uh, in that realm of like what's nuts, probably my limit was Kevin's Celsius. And that's based on like him giving me feedback, being like, I was able to drive it and it was like made still like made sense. Would I build yeah. that car? No, but is it cool to look at and was it neat to see? Yeah, of course it was because nobody else had done that here. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't do any. I I don't have a desire to build a car that had more than that at the moment. You know. I think it's you know, funny when would... dudes like lose their minds because it's like such a bad thing. It's like, oh, it has no contact patch. It has blah blah blah. It's like, dude, it's a show car that drives around the city. Like, I'm not trying to like fucking win races with ten degrees of camber. Like, get fucked. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So, some people's minds were boggled they could like even drive though. One time, yeah. someone asked me if I backed up. Did did the car raise up and the camera go away? I remember that. And I was like, I was like, 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 you think it's like one of those toy cars that you pull yeah. back and it like shoots off or something? Like I pull it back and the car raises up and the camera goes away. Yeah, was that was like, in what? Cali. It would that have was... been pretty pretty cool if it was. Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like I, I should start working on that. Yeah, yeah. Sitting on a goddamn cold mine. <laughs> Uh, next question for what is cool how to build a cool car factory arrow versus aftermarket arrow again it depends on the style of car um but generally yo so generally factory arrow is kind of sick because the car can be lower most of the time aftermarket arrow is generally lower than stock arrow so that limits the height in which you can put the car a lot of times it's designed to make the car look lower, but it's not actually lower. So like the car with stock arrow that is really low is a lot more of an accomplishment than a car that has aftermarket arrow that is low. So yeah, I think it's it can go either way because obviously aftermarket arrow changes the look of the car entirely. But to have a really low car with factory arrow is kind of totally sick. And it's generally more durable. Somewhere Carter Jackson just got his wings. Well, I mean, also, yeah, a good example, Type X kit. Uh, the kit on my blit, like I think is, is super sick. Like factory arrow for Kevin's crown is kind of sick. I got factory arrow on the Alteza still. Yeah. Factory arrow on the Alteza is pretty sick. Yeah. Like for example, like GTRs and like R33s, 32s, 34s, like 
a lot of those arrows are sick like the nismo arrow for 370 or 350 or whatever is like pretty sick uh, yeah honestly like it, it has to take like a lot of sick styling to pull me away from like the functionality of the factory arrow like i'd really have to like that bumper to to, to switch it up to a fiberglass so um, i'm not gonna see you guys running bn kits anytime soon i mean i was about to put bn on my other car but that's just basically because like like i just wanted to be stupid at that point i had run factory arrows literally since i built the car well i had like a lip kit or whatever i had factory rear aftermarket sides but they were like oem style like not too low and then the front was like a mild and it looked good because my car was really low and stuff then i thought you know what i want to make this actually look like a drift car and i mean if you want it to look like a actual crazy drift car factory arrow doesn't do that bn does that or like yeah, all yeah. those big arrows do that i like i'm gonna shoot straight with you guys right now i like aftermarket arrow that's me all right uh <laughs> what's uh what's our next question what do you like about aftermarket arrow Whew. i don't even know it's just always been the thing in my life it's that you do it I, you know what I actually like about it is that there's more options available for people to find what suits them. If that it's makes interesting sense. because like, yeah, totally. I know what you're, you're saying. Like, but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe with the, like the crown and the Aristo, there's not a yeah. ton of options. Well, like, I but mean, if I'm thinking, I'm, if I'm thinking about yeah. S13, it's just like, oh okay, yeah. yeah, there's like 25 hundred different bumpers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. When I was looking for arrow for the Aristo, is I had the choice of like 326 BN uh, Vertex, 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 yeah. Vertex. Not really BN uh, at the uh, time, and eh, not really. But yeah, okay. How about this then? So arrow low is not nearly as cool as car low. So if your yeah. body kit is so excessively low that the car itself actually isn't that loses points in my book for coolness i think sorry because i didn't even think about toyotas when we asked this question i just went straight to s chassis and then i was like mm, if i were to build an s chassis again what would it be and it would but like there's no yeah there's like, no question with an s chassis of course you're gonna get a fucking bumper yeah, there's so many cool ones yeah yeah exactly and that's the only way to make your car any sort of different right uh, i mean type x is pretty cool but it like is. it's it's definitely you gotta, like, to, you gotta put but you have to have the, the to whole the whole the whole shebang you gotta have the, everything you know all right uh <laughs> this section's brought to us by rare spec wheels i'm gonna mention his name enough that so that he actually starts the podcast so that you can't cut it out yeah, yeah. and he like <laughs> finally starts saying nice things to me about this podcast um why he doesn't <laughs> no he no he just doesn't like he me only on the me. podcast he likes kevin the most <laughs> So, fuck him. Yeah, this part, we'll call it the rare spec segment. Uh, so, wheels. Uh, one piece, three piece, two piece, forged. What's good, what isn't? I don't know, man. It depends. Every, one piece, every question I ask you But that's you the is thing, is you could build a car that's sick with both. Okay, so... What are you going to do? You, we've I've done both. Say. Put one piece wheels on my car. I thought it looked sick. And then after like three weeks, I'm like, eh, you know, I really miss lip. You know, you look at cars on the internet, you're like, man, that car looks sick. So then I got wheels with lip, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to try brush lip, because brush lip's cool. And it's like new, and it's like tight. And then I get brush lip, and then I'm like, yeah, that looks sick, looks sick. And then like... You just you know, don't even know what the fuck you like. That's your problem. Because I like all of it. <laughs> I like I could have if I had different wheels for different you days should only week. you should have brushed half of them not exactly all of them, you know and now you can yeah. have switched it up yeah and it's like now I have you know I'm like <laughs> six or seven thousand dollars deep into these fucking veil sides and I'm like well 
they're pretty cool, I guess. Like I could just get the brand new yeah, now you just want to see. Yeah. It's and it's all like the next thing. It, yeah. Like I like I like it all, man. Forge obviously is dope, better than non-forged for sure. But like <laughs> is a TE37 worth $1200 a wheel when you could buy a custom three-piece rare spec wheel for $1200 a wheel? Like no, like a TE just looks like a TE. It's a great wheel. It's a holy grail of forged wheels. But does it look better than a Blitz 03 or a Veilside or what are your wheels? Sellback R- or like R33 or wheel? Equip. <laughs> you know, like, no, it doesn't. I mean, what about taking What about taking the OEM wheel and making it a three piece wheel in a larger diameter? Yeah, exactly. That's diameter. kind of tight. That's, that's fucking so, so that's, tight. That's, yeah. yeah, that's like some next level shit. That's pretty cool. I will have to say, I always kind of hated one piece wheels. I came from like a like the Corolla background, and I wanted my wheels to look like they were like trash cans, like they need to be so deep compared to how the diameter that they just look like you you know a trash can sitting on its side. That's what I wanted all my wheels to look like. So when I started fucking with like the bigger, more modern cars, I still was you know I'll say stuck in that mindset of like I really just wanted like chrome lip, like big dish. And then that's kind of how I treated my X7. And eventually I was like, all right, you know, like I want to have like a one piece wheel. I'm going to get like, I'm going to get this work MCO, like it's a race wheel and all this stuff. And, and then I got it and I was like, this, this isn't even light. No. And no. it's like, like gram lights, gram lights aren't even light. No, and they're gram heavy. Like, so it's like, you know, unless but they have unless the word is, gram and lights in it. I know. And so, and like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe unless it's a TE or like, I've never really fucked with RPF 01s, but like, uh, my, uh, my Yankees are, are pretty light. So that's, that's chill. But yeah, I don't, I'm going to have to go with three piece, man. I, I love the lip. I love the fact that if you fuck up the lip, you can just get it fixed for most of a, the time. You could get a our... new lip. <laughs> I, he didn't fuck up the lip. He fucked up the face. Right. I fucked up the whole wheel, man. Yeah, the yeah, whole wheel. The, the front, shebang. the back, the middle. Yeah, yeah 100%. It absorbed up. most of the impact, I think. Saved yeah. his life. Saved his life. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to be the opposite of that you guys. That was the crumple zone. Yeah, the, I'm going to be the opposite of you guys. I love one, just solid one-piece wheels. So yeah. much that that's like what I wanted on my Aristo, and then just on my like daily forerunner, I'm like, ah, oh, that thing can have three piece wheels, like that thing will just have the three piece. And but See, yeah, but I, that's a perfect example, man, because it's like one piece wheels looks, on an Aristo are, are kind of so like, sick. yeah, it's like a sporting wheel on a not yeah. so sporting car, exactly. Yeah. And that's why, like, to you know, like those VIP quote unquote deep dish wheels look so good on you know s chassis and stuff because it's like a crazy look yeah because it's like almost the not meant to be i mean the other aspect of course is like the serviceability like if you are into drifting one piece wheels can get very fucking expensive because you have to replace i mean if you have nice ones not you know like two or three hundred dollar rotas esrs or maybe even cosmos but like if you screw up one of those lips you're replacing the whole wheel if you screw up a three-piece lip you're replacing a two hundred dollar lip for the most part, if it's salvageable. Livery versus no livery. Let's go there. Okay, Kevin's first. Go. If it's a track car, you got to have a livery in my world. Um, street car, I kind of still like a, a subtle amount of stickers to kind of 
accentuate and maybe draw focus to certain things you have on your car. I kind of like a, I've always liked like a sticker on the rear window, like a large sticker on the rear. Yeah, I, I'm down. I like stickers. Like kind of hate when you see like a minivan and like the entire back of it is plastered with like gas station <laughs> bumper stickers. Like that's not cool. Um, there are those drift cars that the entire back window is plastered with various stickers. But like, yeah, I feel like that just kind of happens. Like people give you stickers, you're at events and like, it kind of becomes like a patchwork quilt of where that car has been, if you will, you know? Yeah, I think it's the... sick when the front window is covered in stickers. Like, so much <laughs> that you can barely see out of it. I think that shit is... Uh, I don't know why. Just I think it's, it's kind of cool, too. Yeah, Like a big Fig Newton sticker across here? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, there's just, like, a fuck ton of stickers on the front window. I just think it's, like, kind of sick. Man, I wish you've seen Talladega Nights, but all right. <laughs> I have seen Talladega Nights. He puts a big Fig well, Newton sticker on his nah, car. That shit's stupid. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is dangerous, but i do love fig newtons uh all right uh okay but so here's the thing stickers are a currency in our in our world to some degree like certain stickers are worth more and like to people you know i mean like value wise like i remember dudes getting stickers of certain drift teams and being like well i'm never gonna put this on my car because like i don't want to waste it (laughs) and i was like well that's a that's a lot and then but yeah there there is a currency and i'm sure you guys have a drawer full of stickers that you've never put on anything because you have no ties to it but someone wanted you to run uh their sticker on your car my favorite is i think i gave kevin and you guys stickers and i was like really excited you were going to put it on your car kevin's like i'm not putting this on my car And I was like, Kevin will always be very honest with me, and I appreciate that. I <laughs> honestly don't like. That... I love all your stickers. Like your like one of my favorite stickers, which I would never put on my car because I never want to have that sticker ruined. And like I totally agree with you. Like I literally have boxes, like multiple boxes of stickers, and they're the sickest stickers. And I never want to put them on anything, you know. And that sucks. That's nice of you. I uh, one, I would for sure just give you more stickers, but it's fine. We don't need to get into that. It's all right. I'll oh, run the, serial the, nine the cats, stickers. It's the cats with the GX seventy one with the like Bridgestone and the like oh, yeah, that yeah. sticker. Yeah, that one. Right. Um, yeah, I'll just run serial nine stickers on my car because I cherish our friendship. Uh, anyway, that's why that's why we as serial nine try to just give you a bunch of stickers because it's like if the sticker's sick, you don't want to put it on anything. But if the sticker's sick and you have five of them, then it's like, well, shit. All right, well, yeah. it doesn't really matter. I just you know I can put two on something and I still got some. If somebody means something to me, there's stickers on my car. That's just how I do that. That's me. That's my mentality. Anyway, that's not a livery, though. That's you not know. a race. <laughs> that's like yeah. 20 minutes worth of like. That's not know, 20 stickers. minutes. All right. Whatever. Whatever. That's a whole part of the podcast. Stickers. Yeah, 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 stickers yeah. versus no stickers. Gerard, race livery versus no livery. I'm okay. First of all, I won't put I, I, my car has to have stickers on it. So whether or not somebody's going to consider that a livery i don't know but like if it's like the crazy super duper livery with like you know the multicolors and the fucking tribal and all this other stuff i don't know if i can get down with that i mean i definitely would fuck with a bit of a livery but like I, that some of that stuff's just too much like when all the stickers like all the logos are stroked in different colors and like it's like a whole huge thing i don't really like that like it's got to look sort of clean like I guess for me, it's like that 
you know, 2000 esque street style livery, that's my jam. And that's kind of what I've always sort of had on my cars. I don't know if you call that a livery, but it, I don't know if I could do like the full like Formula D slash Neo Grade Nakamura. I can't do that shit. It's too much for me. Uh, Kevin, just to go back to it, because I don't even think we got like, yeah, a fully yeah, clear answer. Yeah. <laughs> livery or no livery for Kevin? I kind of have to agree with Gerard. I like stickers on my car, but I just like a simpler, cleaner amount and look um, to the stickers. Yeah, I, I, I feel like those like full crazy livery cars almost look like a delivery van with like a crazy just like printed vinyl wrap. You know, it's 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 just too much for me. Like you're you're not accentuating the body lines. You're not helping. You know, you're not helping. But I will say one thing with those liveries is they they completely hide all sorts of body damage. They just hide everything, you know, and like maybe that's why they work so well in the, on those types of cars, you know. But they they also definitely like look super crazy. Like when you get like a nice racing ish livery, I I mean I feel like there's definitely a different style. Yeah, honestly, like, like those those lower low origin cars, like yeah, that's like the highest amount of livery without going too far in my opinion i think those cars look sick too yeah for sure for sure um, yeah but it's really crazy livery but it's like it it still looks sick and maybe hasn't gone past into too much and i mean it's kind of cool too because they have the the matching what do they call those like the, the that wheel color from work the purple like fucking like flip-flop color and it's like that matches too with like the purple in the in the vinyl like it's it's kind of like a little detail that they that they did yeah it's like well thought out you know? yeah um and i mean like definitely some of the like actual formula d or like rds or drift logo like the, you know that new supra uh the hgk like uh super fighter has quote unquote a livery but like it looks super cool and it's like matched to the body of the car and stuff like i don't know just like looks that to me if, like that looks really cool if you want to call that a livery i like it yeah do i get away in on liveries yeah sure Nobody cares. Um, yeah. uh, I like it to a degree if it ties a team together. I like it when teams when team members are still distinguishable. Still, like the crazy like livery is great as long as I still know who everyone is and things are distinguishable. Uh, as a guy who takes photos, it kind of gives like an extra thing to focus on. And so if everything is sharp in that photo and I can see the livery and it's all fucking sharp and in focus while you get the motion blur. I feel like that's like goal achieved and I feel good about myself. Uh, but would I ever do that? No, probably not. Personal taste is probably more in line with you guys. Uh, I, I do like just the idea of like uh, maybe the, the grocery list of like these are the <laughs> these are the things that i have on my car and i guess the thing too is like a, for me the, the style of car i like is like a street drift style car so it's like if it's got this ridiculous crazy livery it's like pretty much denoted as a racing car so like yeah. driving that on the street is not really an option at that point well i mean i guess you can drive it on the street but it obviously just like stands out like a sore thumb so that's probably one reason i'm not super down with that but if it was a dedicated race car, I mean, who knows? We'd have to have some sort of livery. So what about this? What's more important? Um, the cars being the same color as a team or having a similar livery as a team? I feel like if you live in Western Canada, 
at some point your team should be all the same color. It's just that's <laughs> that's a rite of passage. Uh, yeah. But I mean, we have a long lineage of just drift teams with super different cars all being the same color. Uh, but I mean, I feel like when whenever you see a drift team and all the cars are the same color, it just is is so much more impactful, you know? Yeah. I mean, for yeah. sure. There's a reason I think why people do it. Honestly, if I were to say it, my favorite is like when they all drive like super different cars, but they're all the same color. Then I know who's driving what. So I know who to tag <laughs> in the photo. Yeah, I think <laughs> for us, like in all our years of building driving cars, we've never, ever had cars that were the same color. No. Except yeah. except maybe, maybe uh, by happenstance, they were white because like, white just happens to be like some common ass color that we had but if you're going to be all the same color i prefer it if it's maybe a little bit like more of an out there color or not like not white like white (laughs) or black but like okay so what if like you know gerard had you know gerard i and carter all had matching liveries that went with the style of our cars so that you could tell that those all those three cars went together but they were yeah. all their own individual thing. I think that would be cool to, it's like, yeah, I think that would be cool. I'm not as like picky, I guess, on that. I'm, I'm fine with it. However it goes, I do enjoy the, like the street esque style of your guys's cars. And then seeing that on the track is cool. But I mean, generally what I found is my friends that drive do a thing and at first i'd be real sour on it like why you all do that and then i'd see it and be like yeah okay that makes sense (laughs) and then like i'd warm up to it so yeah i'm not a super stickler on it i do like things that tie people together though in that sense of like i wanted to say this before but um so gerard we'd be driving around and gerard would get choked at all these like poorly modified cars like like they they would just be terrible you know what i mean like terrible fitment super high like and he would just be getting so choked and i'd be like dude like calm down man like like you don't understand like if everybody had your car your car wouldn't be cool like the car those, will always be cooler those always. shitty fucking modified cars are what make your car cool like i disagree because that means my scale of measure is fucking low. My scale of measure is like, is like that fucking peasant level. And like, I'm above a peasant level, fucking sick. No, I want to be above like the gangster level. So like everyone can have a car that's similar to mine. My car will always be better. I feel like that's a level to achieve versus like be better than like these terribly fitted shitty cars. But also you, cars. you're you're like mad at those peasant level cars that you know because that's the best that those motherfuckers could come up with. Come on. That's like that's like that's like being stoked that like people are stupid. <laughs> I mean <laughs> uh I think the but I'm, you know what I mean? I'm there's definitely level there's definitely shit in life that you're peasant level at, you know what I mean? I'm sure people walk by your house and they're like, "Look at this fucking peasant level fucking front landscaping. Look at this fucking idiot. He thinks these yeah. boxwoods look good? This fucking and, uh, dumbass. Like I should fucking piss on this guy's fucking house." Like yeah, you know what I mean? Do it. It's like this, yeah, be you like, know? "Yo, give me some tips, man." Or like, "Hey, <laughs> I'll pay fucking you to fucking went into you. the arborist mode and it was the best." Um, <laughs> I was <laughs> fucking full arborist. Um, I was going to say, uh, I kind of get both sides of it. The thing that I think, though, that's tough for the when you see like 
when you're with your friends that don't understand cars and they start pointing at shit being like you like that and you're like no man i don't like that like the peasant level car and you're like that's not what i'm into and they're like why it has wheels a spoiler and yeah. a, you know like a crazy color <laughs> like why don't you like that and like people send me photos of cars and like look it's uh, it's an aristo you should like it and it's like that's not my prerequisite for liking <laughs> a car and it, that is our ability to distinguish what's tasteful and what isn't yeah the minute that, differences like, that make but i feel like tasteful. you have a wheel with like a five inch polished lip it does not resemble any wheel in which this person regularly sees there's I not mean, a single car on the road that you but can they buy. would often not see like a pink wheel so like uh, it's a tricky thing you know like they could be like well that's neat but that wheel's pink and i like pink so i want the pink wheel you know and then like that is when you're dealing with people that aren't in the know it's like it's the distinguishing taste that makes us us that's what it is for the car world and how we do things and that level So basically what you're saying is we're like a car sommelier yes that's exactly what i'm saying (laughs) and that's how you build it on that note yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. that is how you build a Become cool car. A car sommelier. Learn as much as you can. Yeah, yeah. If I can get the notes and aromas, know where everything was built and what was a good year and what was a bad yeah. year, and that's what has legs. Fucking, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking Gerard's new car is gonna have legs, you know. I, I don't know. Uh, and that is how yeah. you build a cool car. It actually, I mean, really ties into it. You said do a thing for 10 years, learn about it, and then build a thing, you know? And realistically, the other part is, is do a thing, make mistakes, and then keep learning from the mistakes that you made. That's probably the most realistic thing. Or just do it perfect every time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think that is hopefully gives some insight in how to build a cool car. All right. Cool. I like it. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.